Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, coming to you live from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. And it's listener letter time. This week's letter is, um, uh-oh. Um, it's from Happy Hal, who writes to us from the waking shores in the Dragon Isles. Um, so I met Hal, who is the innkeeper in the Wild Coast last week during my unfortunate trip to the Dragon Isles. And he writes, Dear Tosh Mafuni, just a friendly reminder that you promised me you would talk to Velmic about doing an in-review for my establishment. I haven't seen him come around and would hate to think you forgot your promise. Respectfully, Hal. Well, Hal, first let me say it was very nice meeting you. Um, but... And, and I'm so sorry to tell you this. With all the confusion and excitement around my trip, finally making it to the Obsidian Bulwark, only to have the broadcasting device fail at the end. Anyway, I forgot. But I promise you, I will mention it to Velmic when I talk to him today. Thanks for writing. And now... On with the news. In news from around Azeroth, rumors are circulating that members of the Horde and Alliance may soon be able to truly join in solidarity by forming guilds across faction lines. If true, this will mark a turning point in the long-standing divide between the factions and bodes well for the prospect of a true enduring peace on Azeroth. And to this I say, bravo. In a related story, on the heels of these promising rumors, the Red Crane Society conducted an impromptu informational session in the Lazy Turnip this week, addressing the issue of class divide. Speaking to fellow members of the Society, along with a few curious patrons, Irie Freeflower Ironchin, wife of our very own sports reporter Jan, said that while bridging the faction divide was an encouraging development, the true divide was between classes. To quote her impassioned speech, No true solidarity or equality can be achieved until access to all classes is granted to all races. Why shouldn't a little Pandaren child be able to dream of growing up to be a noble paladin? Why do we construct artificial barriers to keep a blood elf child from becoming a great shaman? Until these barriers are pulled down, we limit the true potential of all races and classes. The news is brought to you in part by the Red Crane Society, who remind us that we're all in this together. Hey folks, whether you're an Alliance Worgen monk or a Horde Torin rogue, you'll always find great quality at even greater prices 
when you shop with the fine vendors of Half Hill Market. And it's still not too late to pay a visit to Merchant Greenfield to stock up on seeds for spring planting season. Half Hill Market, open every day all year round. A world of shopping right here in our own backyard. A Torin Rogue? It's time now for the Rizak Report, a semi-regular report from our goblin in the field, Rizak. Brought to you by Keen Bean Kaffa. Take it away, Rizak. Hey there, college. How you doing? Well, it's been a while since I wrote a war report, but I've been busy. It isn't easy running an empire, you know. <laughs> Business has been good. Well, it's been okay. Better than in the Shadowlands, where no one wanted anything they could buy with gold. Go figure. There are still a lot of currencies in the Dragon Isles. Eh, but there's no profit to be made off those. And uh, this whole crafters thing, well, don't get me started on that. As I have something else very exciting I want to report on. You remember way back when the Desolate Council was formed? You know, that whole thing where the Forsaken were going to get themselves organized independently of Sylvanas and all? Well, the whole thing seemed a little shaky then. But I've been hearing some rumors lately that they're pulling things together. Got a new tabard for themselves, I hear. Not sure what else they're up to. Only seen a few around the Dragon House. But I'm guessing, and this is only a hunch on my part, but you gotta follow your gut sometimes, they might be ready to listen to my pitch about supplying spare parts made by the Mecha Gnomes. I've been over to Mechagon, and they seem willing to sell me parts. Some things, anyway. Gonna have to build up to the volume. They aren't really doing it for the money. Can you believe that? I don't think them mechanomes have ever given a single thought about the opportunities they're passing up. <laughs> but I'm sure not gonna tell them. <laughs> anyway, I bought a few things to take as samples to the Forsaken. You know, some elbows, knee joints, feet, that sort of thing, just so that they can see the possibilities. My goal is going to be to get them to sign up to an exclusive contract with me. That is, they can only buy the pots from my company and not directly from the Mechanomes. Not sure exactly when I can meet up with the Forsaken Council, but you'll be the first to know when I do. Eh, uh, just don't tell the Mechanomes. Take it easy, college. <laughs> Thanks, Rajak, and uh, good luck with that. The Rajak Report is sponsored in part by Kaja Cola. Tiny Bubbles, Big Ideas. It's also sponsored by Keen Bean Kaffa, a Grummel-owned and operated Kaffa trading company. Keen Bean, good beans, good Kaffa. Checking the Azeroth calendar, fans of combat sports have a few more days to participate in the very popular Temple of Hotmogu event right here in Pandaria. And in just a couple of days, that most heartwarming of events, Children's Week, begins. And longtime fans of the show will know that this event holds a very special place in the hearts of the whole Half Hill gang. It's time once again for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, with everyone's favorite Draenei travel correspondent, Velmic. And we're joined once again this week by Professor Talib. 
Velmic, Talib, great to see you both. Hey there, Tosh. Hello, Tashi. You know, Velmic, it was really great spending time with you and Tong the Fixer last week. <laughs> I'm just sorry none of it made it onto the air. You know, it was probably my best interview ever. Backup equipment. What have I always told you about having backup? I know, I know. I thought it would be fine, but so much happened. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a long story. Not as long as it took you to get there. Hey, <laughs> just kidding. But we're not here to talk about last week. I'm guessing, since both of you are here, you have some special adventure to share. We do. We had a chance to spend some time with the Tuscars in Ascara, a fascinating culture. They have developed so many adaptations to their local climate. Cold. She mean cold. Very cold. But I agree, Professor. The place was quite interesting, and so are the Tuscar. Listeners probably know that Tuscar, Kaluak in their own language, are also in Northrend. But the Tuscar here are of the Iscara, and they have thriving village there at the southwestern coast of Azure Span. You know, I remember that. Jan went out there a couple of weeks back. We should probably start with the soup. <laughs> well, doesn't every meal start with soup? <laughs> Very funny, Tashi. The making and eating of soup is the central focus of the Iscara culture. It's ceremonial as well as sustaining for both bodies and the culture itself. Very true, Professor. There is much time and energy that goes into soup. But they have many other interests and specialties as well. The village, which is governed by Tuscar chieftain Brenna, has services of all kind, but is especially well equipped for fishermen. And it is important travel point for whole of Azeroth. A great deal of the travel is devoted to gathering the ingredients for the soup. They do make it in small groups, of course, but the main focus is on the big pot in the Skara. Big Canuck presides over the communal event every day, and everyone present, not just the Tuscar, participates in the ritual. Yes, Tosh, and it is quite the event. As a matter of fact, you should send Jeanne out to report on this. It is part community cooking, part sporting event. But that isn't what I was talking about when I mentioned travel. There are two docks in Iskara. One is supervised by Dockmaster Korvek and is dock for Old Belfier, a giant turtle with ship on back and the ship Jeanne took to Kiopo's island. The other one, well, this one is very special. This is where Dockmaster Kivrok will welcome you on board Young Belvo, another turtle ship that goes all around Azeroth, stopping in places like Northrend, Zandalar, and even Pandaria. The inn in Eskar is called the Filled Bowl, which symbolizes the value the Tuscar place on the making and sharing of soup between themselves and even with strangers. Everywhere you encounter the Tuscar, they offer you filled bowls of soup. Personally, I don't like fish soup, but I am very intrigued by how they've used this simple food as a glue for their social interactions. You know, Professor, you seem very focused on the soup. Yeah, I noticed that too. 
So, what is this whole place just one giant soup kitchen? No, no, like I am saying before, Tuskar are perhaps best fishermen in all of Azeroth, and peoples who enjoy fishing and learning about their special way of catching fish should spend time there. And take the time to go visit Tavio outside of Inn, who specialize in Iskarin fishing gear. I have one more observation about the soup. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, all right. I'll put it in my paper instead. But I insist on mentioning an interesting similarity between the Pandaren culture and the Tuscar. Kite making. My working hypothesis is that wind is an important cultural element for both races, and the development of beautiful and functional kites stems from that. Well, at least she's off the soup. I know, right? Well... We should probably talk about the inn. Right, yes, great idea. Professor Talib mentioned it earlier. The, the filled bowl. Yes, and it is such nice inn. Like other Tuscar inns, it is actually below ground, which makes it very warm and cozy, even without the fire. Innkeeper Napa runs a nice, tidy inn, although it is very small and he has limited menu. The first thing I saw on the menu was distilled fish juice, and I almost didn't eat at all. Finally, I chose mammoth dumplings and buttermilk over sushi or anchovy. Not a difficult decision. I try to sample food from all cultures I visit, but I do have limits, and fish juice is way beyond them. Ew. Anyway, the food is not main attraction of the filled bowl. The real main course is the stories. Elder Poa, the weaver of tales, is a collector of stories from not only Tuscar, but from all adventurers who come to inn. And there is almost always group of peoples there to listen. When we were there, there were group of Tuscar adults and children, although some of children found stories boring and weren't shy about saying so. But there was also Tortolan by the name of Mojua, who had traveled there all the way from Kaltiras. I have no idea how he got to Ascara from the Wingrest Embassy, but it must have been quite a journey, and I intend to ask him about it sometime. <laughs> well, I hope it went better than my trip last week. That's a pretty low bar. Hey, well, the village of Ascara sounds like a really interesting place, and... <laughs> Despite the distilled fish juice, the filled bowl is well worth the visit. It, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners about? Well, there is more about the cultural importance of soup. <sighs> Seriously? <sighs> it's like talking to a pair of hosen. Hey, now. Okay, moving along. It was great having you both here this week, and I know the listeners will look forward to hearing about your next adventures. Until then, Dionys Aka to both of you. Dionys Aka, Tash. See you next week. See you soon, Tashi. Next time, have cookies. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. 
Next time your travels take you through Pandaria, drop by and see us, won't you? And when you do, remember to ask Denden for a cold, refreshing Storm Stop Brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stop Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And be sure to tune in later this week for another hilarious episode of The Fighting Fizz Wrenches. This week, Safi wakes Grizek up in the middle of the night, again, interrupting his dream of opening every door in the Ziscara vaults, just to tell him that she's worried about their pet feathers. See you next week, and remember, make your own turnip. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com.